Welcome, listeners. You have put the needle in the groove to the easy listening sounds of the Punk Theology Podcast. Yo, heads up and warning. This audio recording may include inappropriate references, excessive profanities, and potentially unsuitable material for younger children. There, you've been officially warned. And thanks to that uh, coy-sounding, lovely British electronic woman. Uh, hey, keep in mind, this show has got some comedic elements, so don't take us too seriously, all right? But if you'd like to send a strongly worded email, you can do that to punktheologypodcast at gmail.com. Annie. I'm Russ Shaw, your host. This is episode episode. This is episode thirty six. The topic today triggered. <laughs> what triggers you? Some of those easy listening sounds, maybe. <laughs> Well, that's something women do that us guys, like, I think that us guys are really good at. I'm generalizing, I know. I'm generalizing. But some of this, but this is a trigger thing. So I think that. Views expressed here do not necessarily. That's right. We're all different places, different dudes. Women tend to not stuff their shit as much as guys. Like, we can compartmentalize shit, put it in little boxes. No, it's not. I do it. I've done it most of my life. Now I'm just starting to open up them hey, fucking hey, boxes. Hey, Russ, I'm going to prove you wrong <laughs> Okay. in one simple phrase. Mm. Women have been stuffing it for millennia. <laughs> Hashtag me too. <laughs> there you go. That, so, maybe that's fuck true. fuck right off. Right. They, might, they might be more vocal about turning the TV down. Right. They've been taking shit from men <laughs> forever. True. So you're just wrong, so shut up. There you <laughs> go. I would, I would hey, just... Oh yeah, a little more triggered than we usually are on that one. Hey, by the way, the music on the podcast, Bumper Promos, that is Street Dogs, Punk Rock and Roll, and of course, 90 Pound Woods. Follow our Spotify playlist, search Punk Theology on Spotify, and follow the bands on All right, we are uh, recording the Punk Theology Podcast. Maybe I'll get some of this stuff out of the way so I don't have to edit it in later at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> punktheology.com is the website, right? Yep. Oh, that's not rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure I forget. Like and subscribe. Yeah, and uh, we have a patron. Yeah, we have a patron page. Be a be a Patreon center saint. We have one guy up there. He's yeah, still up Carlton. there. He's from, the beginning. from the beginning. Right. He's from the beginning. That's right. Carlton's our uh, 
our center saint, and I'm drinking a very large can of Miller High Life. Champagne of beer. Champagne. <laughs> you know, I saw one a couple months ago. Oh, that's right. It was a John's John's birthday party. What's that? Oh, a large can. Really yeah, he left like three of those in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. You haven't checked them yet? Yeah. Well, that's why I was in the fridge. I, I, I was <laughs> laughing. Like, how, how did Russ know that those would still be in Thanks there a month later? For you, by the way, <laughs> I'm surprised they're still cold. Miller should come out with a champagne and call it the champagne of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> or the beer of champagne. The beer of champagne. That would be that would be irony. And it triggers me a little. Tragedy. <laughs> Which is a good segue. There's a big segue into our, uh, <laughs> into our topic. I know there's a bunch of stuff that I'm not mentioning, but that's okay. We're, uh, we're all hanging out. We've got the six of us here. Trying to get a rhythm going for the new year. That's right. The rhythm method doesn't work, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> like pull early as birth control. Oh, yeah. It's, that's like. It's safe, honey. Trust me. All the Catholics do it. Yeah, that works well for them. <laughs> Does anybody know where missionary position came from? But by, while we're on this topic, wait. Like Google it. That's Siri. You have to well, Google that's, it. That's you have how to ask Jesus somebody. said you're allowed to have sex. <laughs> is, that, is that what it was? Yeah, I mean, that's, what? I missed that part <laughs> in the Sermon on the Mount. There was a life plan. It was the prelude. <laughs> Some are you talking are, about the actual position or just the label? Because the actual position, like why do why do people? Yeah, is why it is a it label? Why are they called? Is that? it called that for some reason? Was there really somebody that had to tell people that? Like you can only do it this way because Jesus no, doesn't see, that's doggy style. <laughs> well, why is the label that way? It's not like anyone's on their knees praying. The label's new. The position's not. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Maybe maybe it didn't used to be that popular, and somebody evangelized it to everybody else. And then the real question is, why does Derek have glitter on his forehead? Do I have glitter on my forehead? Because I have a daughter. And it, the glitter is the STD of decorative <laughs> medium. <laughs> Shit gets everywhere. Doing a, a princess thing. thing you hate. <laughs> Doing a princess thing or something. Probably. There you go. That's good though. You're a good dad. If you're not, if you don't have some glitter on you, and you have a daughter, you're probably a shitty father. That's right. just. Yep. <laughs> She'll be therapy when she's our age. That's right. Doing MDR. My dad would look at glitter on. That's too good. Yeah, if you don't give them glitter now, then they grow up and they do nothing but glitter, and then it. Yeah. It comes with a pole. Better yeah, snow. A, a pole and a Molly Crew song. <laughs> I heard somebody say that. If your daughter is dancing to Molly Crew on a pole, you probably fucked up as a father. <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys ever cranberry fans? The Cranberries, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. she died. Yeah, she did. Did they ever say what happened? I never heard. Uh, she had suicidal ideation. My daughter, my youngest, and I would always listen to <laughs> cranberries on our way to soccer games. Always. Especially zombie. That was her. Yeah, fairly. She this week. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't even hear that. Galora's I didn't like them. Oh, yeah. I saw them in concert because really? this girl I liked wanted to go see him. And what am I going to do? Disappointing. I just didn't like him, but I wanted to hang out with this chick. So I went. You didn't like him live? Did you like the concert? I just didn't like the music. It really? just wasn't my thing. I thought they were interesting in the age coming out of that late '80s, early '90s uh, progression of. Rock artists getting crazier and crazier with how they spend their money and whatnot. Opulence. Like, she banked everything she had and bought a castle. <laughs> like, a $30 million castle in Ireland. 
<laughs> yeah, extremely <laughs> talented. Some guys buy a Lamborghini. Stick, I like. That's why I think I can listen to Peter Rollins read the ingredients on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> you know, just I love that <laughs> accent. Yeah, yeah. And the same with Bono. Well, would you, be, would you be eating Lucky Charms? All right, Brainison. That triggered so John. That triggered the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. For no apparent reason because I think it's funnier than shit. Yeah, I'm triggering myself with my uh, my my Motley Crue stripper. Thing. If we want to get into it, I can tell you how I'm Irish. Okay. Let's get, yeah, let's go. Let's follow you I'm going to take the red pill right now. Speaking my, of that. My great-grandfather was... Great-grandmother great, great was raped by a full-blooded Irishman producing my grandmother. Ooh. And that's how I'm Irish. No shit? I... I, I I, uh, That's a dark family secret you just shared publicly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... Uh... An intern at work who's from Ireland once asked me if I had any Irish in me. <laughs> so I just told her the story and she didn't think it was nearly as interesting. <laughs> like, wow, that's. You're like, yeah, I have Irish rapist in me. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. I think it would make more sense with Vikings or Norwegians. Well, just a lot of the Irish are mostly. Yeah. By well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they used to have really dark hair, and then all of a sudden, all these redhead kids started popping up. Yeah. <laughs> the more right. the Vikings came over, the more redheaded kids there were. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Scottish. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Scotland wasn't. Uh, <clears throat> they were Scottish people aren't indigenous to Scotland. <laughs> if you go back far enough. <laughs> so we doing triggers? Yeah, let's do triggers. What are you triggered by, Steve? You Somebody said something. Triggered, triggered, triggered this weekend. Okay, what happened? My wife doesn't listen to this, so we can do, like I can do. It. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's got three, two friends, two girlfriends. Oh, they were nerd. they were uh, doctor, receptionists, and my wife's a nurse. It sounds like a joke. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's a nurse. Yes. Okay. I like where this is going. <clears throat> and uh, they have this. They get together. They're best friends, and they get together probably quarterly. One one of them lives here. The doctor lives in Vacaville down in California, and she flies up for a long weekend. Well, this past weekend was her long weekend. And it turns into a bitch fest about the husbands. Oh. She's of a particular uh, ethnic background. Just say it's all right. You're triggered, so we'll forgive you. <laughs> yeah. The listeners. Don't use the slur, maybe. Listeners, <laughs> this is an exercise in being triggered, so just keep that in mind. to be... <laughs> Wait, what's, thinking, what's I'm trying the, to think of who's going to listen to this. What's the disclaimer whenever you say no, no, we don't think about that bullshit? <laughs> Since when do we think about this? Cuss and whatnot. Isn't there like some weird disclaimer? Oh yeah, I already put that on the beginning. Oh, there you go. Okay, we have a disclaimer. Okay. So. <laughs> we got disclaimer. And she's Asian. Okay. And I knew this weekend was coming. And it, whenever they get together, it takes my wife about three or four days after she comes home to get back to where she was prior. Not. Picking everything, and I do. So okay. this is she's going up there Saturday. So Saturday morning, I'm at it. Oh, dark thirty. I thought, you know, she. I'll give my wife a coffee. I'll get her a coffee on the way home. So then she didn't have to because she's going to go pick her friend up at the airport. Come around the corner, Asian dude in the middle of the freaking road. I have her twenty ounce coffee sitting on the center console of my van. He's in the middle of the road. Hit him. Turn to the right. 
Oh. Turn to the right. Coffee. Whoosh. Everywhere in my van. No. I just got, I just lost it. I mean, I'm screaming at him as I drive by. I got coffee all over the van, all over me. I walk into my wife and I go, I'm sorry. If, added, if, if, if intent meant anything, I had your coffee, but a fucking Asian pulled out in front of me <laughs> and I spilt the fucking coffee all over the fucking van. And my wife's looking at me and I'm like, ooh, I haven't seen that guy in a while. <laughs> they angry me. I mean, I was pissed. All right. It was just a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. The trigger. Yeah. And I didn't realize it until later that day. And that's what I'm trying to do in is I'm listening to this that podcast and uh, understanding more of my childhood is what's triggering me. Yeah. And I knew what was coming up. I knew that the tension that was gonna be there and this guy triggered me. Just it didn't matter it, it could have been a white guy, it wouldn't have mattered. Right. But this guy just happened to be an Asian sitting in the road and he didn't even get a clue as to what he had done. And it just triggered me. I was like, oh and it took then I'm thinking, okay, it was an ATF weekend, alcohol, tobacco, and football. <laughs> I was not going to let it screw me up. Right. So I just <coughs> breathed, yeah. realized what it was. My wife left, popped a Corona cigar in the back porch, watched football. She wasn't home, so I could watch football and not feel bad. You feel bad when you watch football when no. she's at home? Well, I kind of do because she doesn't like it. Okay. She just she won't watch over. I'm confused though. Like, what was the relevance of her friend being Asian? It was just the connecting that that's where she was going to be for the weekend, mm. and it was going to be. This, it's, this, it's about the so, aspect of yeah. triggers where a lot of times the thing that that instigates your reaction that triggers you mm-hmm. isn't always the real underlying. Yeah. Problem. The real underlying issue for you was you were anticipating the effect the white your wife's was going to have right. having a weekend with a friend and, and being in that negative space and coming back and carrying that home with her. Good. Where a, where normally Good. a guy making you spill your coffee wouldn't bother you, yes. in this case it did. Yes. And interesting. Thanks. Because you see that. I do. That's progress, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. you seeing that's yeah. different than you would have just, eh. Well, I had to fuck the whole weekend. Yeah, how, how, many days <laughs> would, how many days would it have taken you to... Well, it would have been a week, two weeks, easy. Yeah. How do you know that they were having a bitch fest? Like, she'd come home and tell you, like, we were bitching about our husbands all week, all weekend? A couple of times, a couple of visits ago, uh, I came home, or she came over this weekend, and she goes, okay, can I, when I come home, can you, we, can you please turn the TV down? I don't want to come home. I've had people all day. I don't want to come home and just hear noise. Please turn the noise, turn the TV down. Wow, where'd that come from? I intercepted one of her texts from her friend. Mm-hmm. And her, she said to her, she said, so did you talk to Steve about the noise? Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> so... Sure. I jacked the phone. Well, I yelled at him. Is that how? <laughs> I did. I yelled at him. I said, really loud and he turned it up. Respond back. <laughs> okay, in fairness, she's just like you told me to. She's <laughs> hearing this, so it's not like she's keeping this a secret from me. Right. I responded, yeah, I talked to him, and he turned it down. And the response from her friend was, well, hold him to it. Oh, wow. What a bitch. Yeah. This is what. And see, and, and in fairness, well, and that's one of the things I'm trying to. One of the things I've listened, I'm, I'm working through in that 
um, healing my negative childhood programming is I can get past the fact that my parents really screwed up a lot of stuff with me as a kid. But you have your parents on this pedestal, but you can't say that. Right. And like you learn how to stuff it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and then how I stuff it is it would spew out and go in anger. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> it would come out eventually. Right. And now I'm trying to defuse that. And I, I'm doing a whole, whole lot better job. But that's yeah. just, I'm looking at that dude that went off on the Asian driver that made me spill my coffee. And it's like, that was what, like, that was great. I mean, that, made, that makes perfect sense because that was exactly what it was. Larry David has this whole thing called the, I forget, it's something like the intentional accidental text. So, like, you intentionally <laughs> send someone a text that looks like it's accidental to con communicate or convey something. It's, you know, Sounds like a Larry David thing. <laughs> it's a very Larry David thing. So maybe it was one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be. Could be. The intentional but That's something women do that us guys, like, I think that us guys are really good at. I'm generalizing. I know yeah, I'm generalizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of this, but I'm, no, we're, this is a trigger thing. So I think the views expressed here do not necessarily. That's right. Yeah. We're all no, but seriously, we're all different places, different dudes. Women tend to not have stuff their shit as much as guys. Like we can compartmentalize yeah, that's shit, bullshit, put it in little boxes. No, it's not. I do it. I've done it most of my life. Now I'm just starting to open up them hey, fucking hey, boxes. Russ, I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> okay. In one simple phrase. Mm. Women have been stuffing it for millennia. <laughs> Hashtag me too. <laughs> there you go. That, so maybe that's fuck true. right off. Right. They might, they might be more vocal about turning the TV down. Right. They've been taking shit from men that's forever. True. So you're just wrong, so shut up. There you go. I would, I would just like, I would just like the discussion one. to happen. You know, yeah, know, why do you have to go to your friends? So, yeah, that's one of the things that's interesting about triggers is a lot of people like to have, uh, especially in close relationships, whether it's marriage, whether it's good friends or whatever, people have that, that level of copacetic relationship where, hey, we have shared interests, we have sex, we have whatever we do that's fun. Whatever our relationship is, whether, you, whether it's siblings, whether it's husband and wife, and then a, a lot of people like to keep it that way. Because that's enjoyable, and it's easy. And some people only resort to talking about stuff when they're triggered. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like because when you do stuff, stuff, and then you're not really talking about it; you're shouting about it, right? <laughs> or you're, or, or, or you're, you're, you're otherizing someone; it. you're otherizing them. Like you, they're not even part of the conversation; they are the problem. But the, really, the problem's in here. But even sometimes it starts with the best of intention. Like, like, let me paint a picture. You've got some problem about something that's been bothering you that your spouse does. And you finally decide how you're going to talk about it. And you, you intro it and you try to present it in a way that you think they're going to respond to well. And then they don't. And their defense triggers you. <laughs> and now all of a sudden yeah. it's not that discussion you envisioned happening and how well it went. And then, it, then it's a shit show. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like when when you're so emotionally energized by the situation, where even when you try to start it the right way, the problem is you're still emotionally defensive. Well, you think yeah, you're, and, and 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 your trigger is ready to be fired, <laughs> right? Like yeah. the the finger is on the trigger of the gun. Yeah, and all it takes is a tiny little bit to fire it. Your your gun is not in its holster. You're not having a conversation. No, it's already pulled out. 
and you want it to go well, but it's you're on the table and it's cocked and loaded. Yeah. Someone's and and so, the, <laughs> so many what? Well, and then it just explodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> All over your face. Right? Yeah, that's most marital. <laughs> that, that, that crazy cycle of how you try to talk about something only when you really need it to change. Right. It, it, it's an it's an act of desperation, and when it doesn't go how you want, it, it just makes it go worse. Yeah, and that's, that's the where, art of learning how to have conversations. And that's where realizing it and entering in like it, it's funny how we expect like I'm going to communicate in a way that my spouse is going to be able to receive well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm at peace with it. That yeah. lasts for like 23 seconds. <laughs> you know, and my wife had to put up with 30, 30 years of that shit crazy for me. So she, I am working, trying to work through with her is the, the, the last seven years where that's not me anymore. Mm. My kids see Or it's me less. Me less. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. that's that's well spent. Because that's the problem. They're so, and I, I, re- I recall this, like my wife and I went through a major transition in our relationship where... Uh, it, it, it got worse and worse and worse uh, to the point where, where I had to leave and there was a lot embedded in that and it was when, when we started getting back together it was we need to change the way that we operate like we're not going to get back together because we're just going to give it another go like did you guys separate or did you just leave for a few hours or no I, I was gone for three months oh wow okay um, that's a separation yeah yeah and that was super difficult, but, but rebuilding that had to be, look, what we had before and how it operated it just work. didn't work. Yeah. And so if, if this is going to work again, we both have to go about this completely differently. Yeah. And so, but the problem is when you have that, the separation helped to get past that, but when you have that baseline of this is how I was for so long, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can do the right thing 19 times, but the 20th, He's still that way because yes. that's all they see. Yes. That, yes. And, and a lot of times yes. people don't see like, and that's one of the things that's like things that I would do that irritated my wife. And she'd be like, you always do that. I'm like, no, actually, I, I don't do that all the time. I, I don't do it 19 times. The problem is when I don't do it, you don't notice. That's you where can't I, notice. That's where I tend to have the most trouble um, is when I really feel something hard my brain tends to extrapolate it infinitely in both directions, future and past. Yeah. Like, it really genuinely feels like it's always been that way. Um, and it takes... And my wife's kind of had to learn that about me. And, uh, and, and I can be reached in that spot. Um, and like, like, Do you get historical? Instead of hysterical, I guess. Not really. I don't bring up specific instances. It's right. more like you always do this type of language. Um, right. Always and never. <laughs> right. Horrible, right. horrible yeah. triggery things that we say. Right. <laughs> always and never. You always never. And it's uh, and it doesn't only and it's and I tend to go go that area. Sorry, go ahead, Derek. Where are you going? I'm really interested in what you're saying, but I'm, I'm, my, I'm just trying this massive. Just go pee. Shut up. You think of shit. Not in the, the corner, Russ. Go outside. Yeah, outside. Right. You always do that, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> never, never in the moment. I was interested. In what Don't Derek lick was your asshole when you're done peeing either. No, Derek's about ready to. 
Yeah. But I can. No, go for it. Sorry. Go ahead, fucking dick. No, <laughs> wait. Like, there's as a, you there's still just keep, Yeah, as you still just got his hand on his forehead going. I'm triggered. Russ says you killed him. Russ triggered. So right now, Russ is standing at the this door. This is like watching waiting. somebody who can't merge into traffic progress. Right? <laughs> right? Derek, please, I was interested. So yeah. I had a Facebook post the other day talking about depression because there's an uh, author I read who wrote, who, one of the characters suffers from depression and he wrote it really well and that the character kind of has this realization that when he feels depressed it feels like he's always been depressed mm. and he can't can't remember a time like this how I feel right now is how I've always felt yeah. and I can't even bring up like even a little bit of an image of what it looks like to feel anything other than this oh, and that's where I go one when I'm depressed like that's it's like right where I go like like life fucking sucks and it's always fucking sucked and it's always and going it's to always it. going to suck and there's no escaping this and why do we even put up with this shit and then and then you know sometimes an hour later I'm like what the fuck was that right like wow I was a which is helpful more and more as I start to recognize that yeah is to just say okay just hold on get out of this get a little bit of perspective and you can look back and say well that was silly it isn't but it's the same way when when I'm upset or when I'm really severely disappointed, um, like I, I fixate on one thing I'm disappointed in, and and, I, and my brain really believes in that moment. It's always been like this, yeah. and it's never gonna change. And I don't know why I put up with this shit. And then you know I calm down, and 20 minutes later, it's like, what the mm-hmm. fuck was that? I I like that is not even close to always. <laughs> um, this has maybe happened twice in my life, right? But in that moment, it sure is. Yeah, it feels like, like that, doesn't this it? This is it always does. Yeah, man. the way it's been. That state of mind, yeah. man. That's a human thing, isn't it? Fuck it's I interesting know. how uh, much power that has in a moment right. and how susceptible we are as humans to... You know, because... When people talk about depression, um, it's it's really difficult because they talk about the symptoms, they talk about what it is, they talk about it, you know, whether they try to say it's it's a disease, whether you know that you don't have control over it, you know, and then you have experiences where no, it seems like my depression is triggered by circumstances. Then there's other times where it's not, yeah, right? it's or um, and then sometimes where the thing you think was triggering it is gone and resolved, and you're still depressed. Right. And which is super depressing, right? <laughs> but also, it, it's it's like you have this this chemical thing going on where you're simply in that moment, your brain and the way the chemical balance is occurring is just simply incapable. And so people talk about uh, well, if you have perspective right. to see yeah. that your life is always no it's, it's not possible. Like, yeah, yeah. that sounds you're good, not right but in the moment, yeah. because it's really being driven by. How you feel on that note, emotion. So yeah, I've 99% emotion. Susan made a comment about that it's not just the medication, right? Like, so it's medication plus something else, you know, like whether it's EMDR, talk therapy, you know, whatever. How much, what is the percentage out there that is strictly just chemical based? That no matter what happens, you know, it's they go through the they get put on the right drug, right dose, and they do the talk therapy, and in the end, it's still just a chemical balance. You know, how much of it is really just people don't deal with their shit? They just get a pill. Well, and that's whether, that's asking the question, which is a really difficult question to ask. Um, 
is the chemical imbalance? Are you treating a symptom or a cause? Yeah. yeah. You know, you have a headache, you take ibuprofen. Are you treating the cause? No. no. And so maybe, yeah, some people are simply inherently biologically chemically imbalanced and have depression. Maybe, maybe they are genetically built so that they are imbalanced. But if you're someone who spent <coughs> most of your life if you can see it, not depressed, and then you go through a season that, and when I say season, I don't mean three months, I mean it could be seven years, mm-hmm. but where you weren't that person, yeah. it's probably not just, I just reached an age where my brain turned chemically depressed. <laughs> yeah, right. and, and so when you take meds, yes, it can help, and it can help you get through that, and it can help you yeah. mitigate the, the damage that depression does to your life, and I'm, I'm, that may sound hyperbolic, but it's true. Um, but at the same time, I'm not always convinced that that actually is going to cure anything. It might make you feel better, and you're like, yay, I'm cured. That's why the best the best approach is both. Right. You're yeah. taking meds, and you're doing talk therapy or EMDR, one of these different therapies. When I started, Susan is our therapist. Chuck and I go to this group on Mondays. Um, before I saw Susan, I was on three different high blood pressure medications. <clears throat> now... How much of this had you could say, oh, well, Russ had high blood pressure. How much of it had to do with my trauma and what I was triggered by just in day-to-day life that was causing my heart to pound out of my chest most of the time? Now I'm on one. (laughs) So something has changed upstairs that has me mindful, breathing, you know, when I'm in stressful situations, stuff like that. Um, Being, taking time to feel grateful for what I do have as a a white guy who lives in America. I don't know. But, but there's something to that. Like, um, I'm not... I'm not on three different... I'm not... My heart's not pounding out of my chest anymore as much. Um, I still have issues. But I'm working through that. So it's sort of... So, and these aren't... You know, high blood pressure meds aren't psychotropic drugs. Yeah. But they kind of are. In a sense that high blood pressure is also triggered going back to the topic of the show, by wha- how we manage stress. So, John, how do you manage stress? <laughs> how do I manage stress? I'm not sure John, I do. <laughs> have you been triggered recently? Yeah. My, it's a weird topic for me. I feel like my triggers are really in flux and really mm. moving. And yeah. well, that's to do with EMDR. You can go back in time if you want to go to those concrete ones you've lived with most of your life. <laughs> Uh, We're talking about the new ones you don't quite understand yet. I, I I've been working through aspects of Christianity and aspects of kind of teenage years, adolescence, and how growing up in that paradigm affected me. Um, I, uh, I I think I shared with you guys. Yeah, in fact, I know I did. I, I was interacting with this Tim Keller quote I saw, and it just sent me through the roof. And it, it's just a question inherent within. Christianity is it's largely expressed in the West and its Protestant forms, in a, a lot of Catholic forms. It is uh, the, the quote has something to do with when we see how bad our sin is, we can make much of God. It's always that's the thing. Like you're such a piece of shit, but God's so good, and isn't that wonderful that He loves you? And kind of that Martin Luther snow-covered dung thing, you know, famous quote from Luther the Reformer, 
And I, I don't know. It just when I read it, it just sent me through the roof. Tim Keller was someone that I, at one point, had had, had a lot of admiration for. Um, and, and so just kind of seeing like those things, like this is a guy that I drank heavily from, and this is the sort of stuff I was immersed in, and and it so what I've been working through is is just uh, not necessarily in therapy per se, but just kind of in my own thinking is. Can there be, does Christianity work without guilt or without some kind of like self-hatred? I think it, it, just all of it is just rooted in so much self-loathing and I don't know if that's psychologically healthy does where current, I am now. Your, does your current iteration my current, still trend in the guilt area if less? My current iteration, which I hold with an open hand relatively loosely, but I do still find myself there for various reasons. Uh, I, I find some kind of connection or some kind of rootedness or some kind of home there. But the emphasis is more on on love versus judgment. It's more on restoration versus retribution. It's more focused on the problem is illness versus something legal. Or, you know, like a judge is pissed off at you and he's going to condemn you to hell. It's more like you're you're ill and you need healing, but you still got to confess sins. You have to. The view is that love demands a response, right? I see it like this: it's like when you meditate and you you lose focus of the breath or whatever the anchor is, you notice it and you come back to the anchor. I, I think that that's the way I sort of understand confession to be or repentance to be within that model it's you take your eyes off the anchor as it were and you return to it it's sort of like a returning that's the way the Bible I think has of it. some imagery though revolving around you know mourning and weeping your yeah. sins like do you still think that's an appropriate response that seems like rooted in guilt to me that's what I'm wrestling with a little bit yeah. what do you so I'm wrestling with one of the things I'm in my meditating times, what if sin, where did the idea that sin became an action? Mm-hmm. It's a good question. What Genesis if? three? The first sin. <laughs> what, 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 you know, we look at Adam and Eve in the garden. The first check mark was disbelieving the love of God. Right, that or wanting to be God yourself. One, yeah. That so. What if sin is simply disbelieving God's unconditional, relentless, ravishing love for us? Fascinating issue. I would probably primarily counter right up front with Genesis three doesn't fucking talk about love. So you're kind of injecting a yeah structure into that. That's why I said what if. I I prefaced it with. But I think that. The Genesis 3 thing is is important because, and this is me interjecting into the conversation, my bad behavior that wouldn't go away. So I had, my, my you know, defining sin wasn't so much, if I could put it in, a, in, a, in an emotional word picture, when I met Leo, I was in a thing called a redemption group, which was a bunch of guys who got together we were talking about our sins, right? And the things that plague us. And there was two guys that led that group. One guy 
shared his story about gambling, right? And so he, after work, he would go play blackjack. His wife didn't know about it, and he felt really bad because he didn't tell his wife. And to me, I'm thinking, this guy has more of a relationship problem than a gambling issue. Like, you know, if you're out gambling your kid's fucking college education, like, give me a call. But then Leo's talking about doing crack cocaine and fighting people in the basement of some tavern for another hit of crack. Like, I can, I can identify with a cat like that. Like, that's, that's some crazy shit where I couldn't identify so much with the other guy. Like, that's, what the fuck are you doing here? Is that what maybe we're touching on here? Like, yeah, there's broken shit in the world. And there's some of us who go, I don't want to keep doing the things that are destroying me, but I keep fucking doing them. And so I'm, I'm here seeking some kind of light or path or something. Well, I, I would ask, why, like, why do you feel bad about it? Because it's killing me. And if I kept going down that road, I would die. Okay. And I didn't want to die. Or killing relationships. Some part of me, yeah, or killing so, relationships. So do you need church or do you need therapy? I mean, it's well, not either that's or, true. But, and and but. Some, of that's, some of that has to do with money, too. Yeah, I mean, are, you, are, you fighting, are you fighting sin or are you fighting compulsive behavior? Are you fighting sin or are you well, fighting the is, dark side? Is, is sin another is word for behavior. sin? It's another word sin for is, sin. Sin is a blanket word. Is it just the, the dark? It's the, the shadow side of human nature. Yeah, it's the shadow That's all it is. Sin is fucking breaking rules. Well, that's one person's definition of it. You could define it that way, but I... I no, that's not one person. That is 2,000 years of history's version. No, Jesus... Because nobody Jesus, else... No, nobody Jesus talks about told, sin outside of Judeo-Christian history. Jesus said the biggest sinners that he had the hardest time with were the guys who were following all the rules. They were The guys who were holding... No, they were the guys who made up their own rules. Corrupted <laughs> to man. Yeah, or they were lying about them. Right. That's so, Matthew 23. But, but again, so... These so guys say they're doing all the rules. Setting aside the word sin, because... Yeah, we buy into that. It's, not, really it's been helpful. a trigger word for me lately. Sin, like, yeah, me too. Like, is this the best explanation? It's not a super helpful word. You weren't like remorseful because you broke some code the Bible told you not no. to break. You no. were fucking killing yourself. You right. had compulsive behavior. You couldn't stop. Ding, ding, ding. Guess what? Probably for the same reasons you're in fucking EMDR right now. Yeah. Because you're treating your wounds. Yeah. Exactly. You were, but if you were medicating. But if I didn't know what the wounds were, that they were even fucking wounds. What you is? You didn't want to look at the wounds, right? Like, no, I didn't want to. You're right. I didn't. Like you knew what they were. You didn't want to acknowledge you knew what they were, but you knew what they were. But I think the sin language or repentance, like if I you feel if like you take that sin language over that, that you're just that fucking trauma and you were dealing with it. Right, but this, but the, that word is still helpful in the sense that. I had, a br- I just didn't define it the way most religious people. I did. hate shitty use of words because inarticulate vocabulary makes communication very difficult. And when you say the word sin and you try to apply it to that story, right? That's not what the dude who had a gambling problem in air quotes was talking about. That dude felt bad because he couldn't tell his wife about something he wanted to do right. because she would shame him for it. Or exactly. That's and again it goes and back it had to something the guilt, to do with the shame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. Because of the definition of sin, you didn't want to stop that because you were sinning. You wanted to stop that because you were killing yourself. Well, we're, so then when we get into semantics, right? We're just talking <laughs> no, about... No, that's not semantics. That's actual definitions of completely different paradigms. Right. The, the paradigm of sin the paradigm, you know, is not what you're talking about. I'm questioning about. the label of the paradigm, I guess. And so we could... But yeah, you're right in the sense that most religious people throw a blanket word over shit and do a lot of harm 
through people who have been traumatized, like addicts who can't just stop because they said some Hail Mary or crossed themselves or talked to a fucking <clears throat> priest in a closet. Like, all that shit's bullshit to me. So, but, 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 the, but, the, but I think the path of seeking changing direction is, is helpful. By, by, by self-loathing and making much of God. No, isn't that's that, not helpful. Isn't that usually the way it happens? I think on a shallow surface level, sure. Nah, I don't know, man. And I think that's why Tim a lot fucking of Keller. Churches. That's not shallow surface level. That's Tim Keller. I know, but he's I, maybe he's devolving into Mark Driscoll and no, John Piper. It's Tim Keller. <laughs> he's an intelligent man, but you know what? He's holding up his system, and his system that is, is the God. System. The system. No, is, it's not. Is and, and, hate yourself, love God, and, and Tim Keller's system is the system of rich white people. True. <laughs> educated. Richard. He, he, educated to Well, yeah, he, he yeah. is. He is the figurehead of the richest, whitest denomination in the United States. Yeah. On a per capita basis. Right. And, is and he, he's got it. And he's got to toe that line. And if he doesn't toe that line, he doesn't have a job. No, but he's bought in though. He's written. The, I don't know, man. I think that there's part of him that that if he got honest. He would throw a lot of that shit out. Not, Does any not of this bullshit did. trigger you? I, I went to Bible college. I met those guys. Yeah, they are. Sure. I don't know. What is what is the trigger? Chuck's trigger. Are you no, triggered? I'm not triggered. No? No, I could care less if you <laughs> misuse the word sin or not. I do get triggered by bullshit Christian language. Oh. And it's <clears throat> do you see sin as problematic? Or do you think... I mean, okay, for, forget semantics for a minute, but just what I was describing. Is That's it, a Christian message. Is sin the, is problematic. Is right. the model set up to create self-loathing. Can I ask you a question? That's dualistic. That that? Yeah. Would you be as bothered if someone said, I'm not perfect and that bothers me, but I feel like perfect exists and that makes me feel better? Does that bother you? Mm. That's a good question. Say that again. It's the same, That's it's the same shit, right? I, no, saying, <coughs> I'm not perfect okay. and that bothers me. But I believe perfect exists, and that makes me feel better. That's I can't even relate to that. I don't think that's because because no one in their right mind would say they're perfect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you're there for that. And, and does it bother you that you're not perfect? No. I mean, I would argue that it does because every time you do something. Not that perfectly. you consider it's incorrect that something inside of you but gets bothered. If you really don't believe, if you're really not bothered by not being perfect, then you're just a sloth who just exists in a static quo. No, not grows. perfect is uh, is doesn't exist. I, 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 I don't like perfect deal. exists. <laughs> yeah, perfect doesn't exist. But what about purity? That so, purity is a word I'm triggered by. It maybe goes. So you're the same saying thing. perfect doesn't exist. Why is that important for you to say that perfect doesn't exist? You don't know that perfect. Okay, I want I want to explain kind of. One of, the, one of the things that actually is very difficult for me is I went through Christianity with almost no guilt my entire life. Like, I shed guilt at a very early age, and I cannot explain why. Like, me too, but in a different... But, so, so, and, and when I say that, I want to be clear on what that means. It doesn't mean I haven't done things that I feel remorse. Sometimes in my, you know, it, in, my, in being triggered, I will treat someone I care about badly. I am remorseful of that. I am genuinely sorry and apologetic. I do not feel guilty about that. I don't. I almost never have. I don't know that I ever said guilt, though. I I, I, I'm just saying. But so in the, in the idea of perfection, 
as it's sold commonly in the United States in evangelicalism, in the guise of sin, guilt and sin and non-perfection are equivocated. Okay. And, but what, then it, and, and Christianity sells you the disease and the cure. And so when I say I don't, I don't feel guilty, yeah. what I do is I acknowledge I have not always made the best choices. But what I do say about those choices that I've made is I made the best choices I was capable of making at that time, and I want to learn from that and, and prepare myself to make a better choice the next time. I would time. say that's healthy guilt. And maybe we're getting against semantics again. Because healthy guilt does that. Shame, maybe it's shame that you're describing. You don't feel shame. And shame is kind of the feeling that gets rised up when we, we do something we feel guilty about. And then you start to dwell on it and digest it and shame. And maybe that's what, I, what, what a lot of Christian leaders peddle. And they also have the cure for it. It's sort of like the guy who's selling the snake oil. Hey, I got, you know, I give you the disease. I also have the cure. But but so you're guilt, born guilt the way is that feeling, you, and you're a sinner. But you know right. you're guilty for the way you were born, and anyway, guilt is a normal human emotion that does that. It says, "I fucked up. I need to make a course correction and 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 try not to do that." And I'm not, I hurt people. Knowing that you hurt people, but but my question is, does does that does that paradigm encourage more self-loathing? Because you're supposed to make little of yourself and your righteousness is Well, if you don't feel guilty, then we get to the point of like a, a, a sociopath. Like sociopaths don't feel guilty about Well, shit. but, but no, then... It's still no, we've... sociopaths do not feel remorse. Remorse. But, yes. but that's part of guilt, right? If you don't feel remorse, you don't feel guilt. No. Guilt, guilt, so guilt, again, guilt is like a legal term. How would you define right. guilt? Guilt is, uh, you know, yeah, if, if you, guilt. You, regardless of whether you're willing to acknowledge <laughs> that or not, you are guilty of something. Right. Remorse is the actual feeling bad about mm. doing it. That's where sociopaths break down. Right. They do not feel bad about doing it. Right. And, and I'm just asking questions, yeah. but I'm just looking Absolutely. at I'm just looking at the narrative. Yeah, totally like, just, like we're just tossing. That and shit I think around. That, and I think the answer to your question, the obvious one, is of course it's bad. I mean. That's evangelicalism points to the Catholic Church and says, "Look, they're full of guilt. They're horrible." Yeah, and we're not. <laughs> but to go, back, to go back to Derek's guilt question, light? to go back to Derek's question, which was towards you, didn't you Use kind of these. take that off yourself and put it out there? Like how? So, what was the question? <laughs> I just didn't like the words revolving around perfection because All right. you know I. I kind of embrace the postmodern idea and perfection doesn't really fit well in that. That's more of a modernist concept. But I go there with purity. So I I understand why people use okay, the word purity. Fuck out of me. It does <laughs> me too. But I understand that I would rather drink something pure. Mark used to use this term of drinking out of the toilet. Like porn is like drinking out of the toilet. But you know what? Sometimes toilet water is still fucking wet. Hey, and relatively toilet water clean. is pretty damn sanitary in this country. Hey, Ross. That's right. I, I agree with I, you. I, I, you will kill yourself if you drink nothing but pure water. 
Yeah. Like, if you drank distilled oh, yeah. water, yeah. you would suck all of the minerals out of your body, and you would be malnourished and have scurvy. Even other kind of shit. Even the water that's in bottled water. Food. I read an article about how, like, they put fluoride in a lot of city water. They don't put fluoride in the bottled water that we drink. And a lot of people who just drink, like in LA, where the the city water, you drink that shit. It's gross. It's pretty awful. So people, the people <laughs> that is. drink a lot of bottled water, like teeth are rotting out. Right. There's no fluoride in it. So you're right to the sense of. But then we get back to bleach. <laughs> I'm talking about bleach purifies everything, baby. There's, there's, there's other kill minerals you too. that are even more important in water. Right. And electrolytes. Yeah, we yeah. we, 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 we <laughs> live in a great part of the country. We have some of the best water available. Oh, I know. Yeah. Water, it's fantastic. Especially here. No, everyone. My wife's family comes here from LA, and they're like, "Oh my God, your water out of the everyone tap is there. awesome." No. Have you had LA water? Yes. LA water. Oh, so bad. Everett water is. It's like you take okay. It's like you took a box of matches and poured it into a kettle. I don't live in LA. I've had LA water. I live in you know Everett. Everywhere blows. No, it, dude, not you're, you're still you not couldn't as bad be more as wrong. I've read all the water reports when I was brewing. Like, we literally <laughs> have water that just melted off of snow from the mountains. <clears throat> but they still treat it with bleach and shit. Like when I was making a mash, I would heat up the water to cool the coil. So I make whiskey, just so you guys know out there, which is probably illegal. But they show it on TV and Discovery Channel, so I think I feel fairly safe about telling people. That I make whiskey. You used to, like, decades <laughs> ago. It was a few years ago. But when I heated up a really good whiskey. When I, and when he'd I, sell it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> give it away as presents. <laughs> and sometimes people help me with the, uh, the, the cost of buying sugar. And Anyway, when I heated the coil, I would put a bunch of water, like the city water, to cool it. When I made whiskey, I always got it from the Linwood, here in Linwood, there's an artesian well. Artesian well, there's a high level of mercury in it. They tested it. Yeah, but you can still drink it. It's pure. It's pure. Then you it go at night, but you can still drink. But the bleach, well, the bleach will kill the yeast. Boinky. though. So you don't want to. You don't. And it, it just smelled like bleach. It smelled like a fucking swimming pool once it got hot. I don't know. We're That's talking about water. Now you, we just you went off to say something. We just went off in a whole different tangent. We went from sin to... Yeah, we had... Yeah, so what were you going to say? Chuck. Chuck. So I'm, I'm also triggered by bullshit Christian comments. Speaking and of purity. Was, yeah. No, not purity. Yeah, I could care less about Says purity. Says the guy too. who wished me thoughts and prayers this week. <laughs> no trigger there. Don't trigger me. He did it to trigger me. A little bit. So my mother's aunt had a massive heart attack. Ooh, I don't know. Whenever the hell my rant was, yeah, um, messenger. I remember your rant. Um, and so my, I was on Facebook, and my my aunt's husband had a broken heart thing on his Facebook page. I was like, oh, that's strange. And everyone's like, oh, I'm for you. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like weird. And so my dad's sister wrote this message to him saying, you know, like, I'm sorry for your loss, yada, yada, yada. You know, I really feel for your pain. Heaven's gain. It's mm. like, fuck, do you even know yeah. what that fucking means? Like, yeah. you're just spewing garbage that you heard somebody else, and they had some whack-ass interpretation because they heard it from somebody else with some whack-ass interpretation, so on and so forth. It's like, do you even know what that fucking means? It rhymes, though, Chuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, guys. Thoughts and fucking prayers. <laughs> it got... Arthur's job. But that, I've just been, lately I've been thinking about that. <laughs> Arthur's homeless. If you, if you could, you know, subscribe. Uh, patron page. That's right. We take uh, up a weekly no, offering Arthur. for Arthur. 
Well, anyway, we can't talk about that yet because. <laughs> so I'm we don't John. Know. Back to bring the plane back to you. I'm there. Just asking that's, those questions. Yeah, and them. that's what I. That's why I said, "What if?" We need a vacuum. What if it was recognizing God's love, yeah, regardless, because I've lived my whole freaking life trying to attain a level to be in, good enough. There is love in Gen. I don't know if it's Genesis three. Where is where does God explain that the snake's gonna bite the man's heel and he's gonna, you know, the woman's gonna run? And That's Genesis three. This Genesis okay. three. Yeah, that is the promise of Jesus coming. Well, if you some people if you accept it as a messianic prophecy, which is usually yeah, yeah, it's in all of the because theology. Books. Love motivates, but that 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 doesn't apply to. Uh, the act that's in question. No, it's just that as an there, as an there isn't any reading into wrong. love that love isn't in chapter 3 of Genesis. So, this is where I, I think of it, and actually not just singling out Christianity, I think all mm-hmm. religion, if it's healthy religion, meaning that if people are interacting with it in perhaps a way that's more healthy for human flourishing, is... A lot of language in a lot of religious texts or in a lot of religious thinking is stop that or you're going to get a spanking or stop that or you're going to be grounded or stop that or you're going to get a timeout. There's going to be consequences. Bad boy, you better knock it off. Okay, but you don't want to stay there. Like, but simple people need simple truths or or kids need sometimes just knock it off. And that's there. Jerry Seinfeld. Um bit in there somewhere. No, stop. Um, <laughs> but you, but as you grow, you take ownership of, well, Mom, I'm going to take out the garbage because this is my house, too, and I don't like the yeah. fish and so, but this, so, so this is where the Christianity sucks, is because I, for me example, I stuffed all of my emotions into a fucking box and they never grew up. Mm, right, and so good. now I have a and they give you the system, tools for it. Correct, I have a system and organization that still caters to keeping my emotions that way. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah that's because yeah. because the hope is that eventually you grow out of that and you grow into well, honey, uh, like I did this last weekend. I'll clean up the puke in our eight-year-old's bed because I love him <laughs> and I love you, and it's not because. I'm being punished or whatever, or right. this is a consequence of whatever. It's just because that's life, and I love my family, and so you start to do things out of love, and that becomes your motivating factor as opposed to fear. That's a way. That's the way I think that evolution's supposed to look. But I think what happens is people don't ever grow out of the "you're going to get a spanking," and that's what I'm kind of questioning or, or yeah, working good. through. Because you're looking, no, John. You walked away from the true faith. And you were sent a plague in your house, and that's what you <laughs> hate Yes, Arthur's judgment. Pretty light plague. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty intense. He had a milkshake. Yeah. So it's, it's an early warning. The first of ten, right? <laughs> I think when John was talking about the uh, Joke healthy, healthy religion, Arthur's talking about the chili dog religion <laughs> or the frosted flakes. What are you talking about? People talked about God that way for hundreds of thousands of years. Every time something bad happened, oh, I know. the earth actually been around. Right. Yeah, yeah. The earth actually been around. Yeah. I mean, for hundreds Jesus, of thousands that's the birth of religion, right? People ask Jesus, "Who sinned, this guy or his parents?" <laughs> You're right. 
<laughs> exactly. Or this is not pose. new. Right. In fact, it's only it's only in American history did people actually stop speaking in in Christianity. And, and, that years, and all yeah. those years ago, Jesus corrected that guy, but we're still on that track. But see, right? that, we're that still first triggers to me, that. though, too, because then Jesus answers with, no, he was this way so I could teach you something. Fuck that. I don't want to be a fucking example so someone else can fucking learn. Right. Like, you right. want to be you want to be Joe? No. You want to lose literally everything that's important to you in your entire life Twice. just so God can be right? Well, he started out pretty sweet. And then he got it back. There you so, go. Honestly, yeah. that's right. After he, he after he got, after it was his sixth his wife, his family died. Yeah, and he got. I mean, but he got it all. Family point. According, to the, point through, according to the story, family two point oh. He had to right? go through the chakras. <laughs> he had to have all his chakras cleaned and and go through several. His first family lives. could have sucked. It doesn't really go into too much detail on that. His we second don't. wife could have been hotter <laughs> than the first one. Yeah. Well, Absolutely, he kept his wife. Oh, that's right. His daughter <laughs> might have been hotter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Land a plane, Russ. That's the that's the <laughs> old about. I talked about depression. That's true. <laughs> there was a a triggery a triggery situation. So I uh, on the next episode, I interviewed a guy named Kyle Reynolds who uh, heads up uh, teaching interns and folks who deal with homeless in the city of Seattle. So the Union Gospel Mission is the largest, you know, kind of outreach towards the homeless in in a major city, the city of Seattle. And he said something that triggered me and had me think. And he really got me to think. And I think that I judged a lot of people who I said just don't want to get help and fuck them. And that, that existed in me. And I saw that rise up in me. And in through that conversation, we kind of worked out maybe where that was coming from. And, and, it, and it existed in me. Mm. And then some of that's the work I'm doing with EMDR, too, is some of my own self-hatred. Because I was that fucking guy. And I think I was looked on by certain members of my family and myself for not being good enough. And I think my, my, so, you know, this podcast, uh, I, I swear a lot, you know, and, and some people have an issue with that. I and actually the got in trouble with of the heart. So <laughs> it's just how I talk. I got in trouble with Uber. I got a call from Uber. So I'm an Uber and Lyft driver and they called me and they said, we got a complaint about you. And I'm like, what? You know, and I've done like seven thousand rides. So I've been doing this for two and a half years. I've driven a lot of freaking people. I have a really high rating, and that's not to be. I'm not like a Uber Pharisee. Okay. Sorry, you can you can pat yourself on the Pharisee. Back. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm I'll have fun with people, but I also talk like I talk here. <laughs> oh, I just see, talk with people. You got to cater to the masses. Yeah, and so I get this call from people from the numbers game coming in, taking doing Uber rides. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they're they're visiting from the Bible Belt. Is that them coming from Trump country? Did he just say bullshit? Uh, But yeah, this guy calls and he had me cancel a ride, and then he wanted me to verify my identity. Like, why do you want me to verify? But first, my my whole I thought this guy was a hacker or some shit, right? And he still might have been. Actually, look at email. It was on the phone, and then he called, and then he said, uh, "I go well." I'm on my way to pick up a passenger now. Can we do this later? And he said, the passenger you're about to pick up's name is Mary, right? And I go, yeah. And then I'm like, but Mary's a pretty common name, 
Like, are you sure this is Uber? And he goes, well, you can call back the number and you'll hear Uber and then I'll call you back. So I called back the number that called me and it was an Uber. It was, oh, hi, this is Uber. Da, 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 da. And then so the guy calls me. And, and he goes, we just have to verify your identity because you have a really high u- user rating as a driver. <laughs> but this passenger said you were profane and used a lot of profane language in the car on a ride. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, so yeah, I just verified my identity. He goes, all right. And uh, they gave me $20, too, because I wasn't going to do it. I'm like, I don't you know. You got 20 bucks for swearing at somebody? No, I got 20 bucks <laughs> for doing this, this identity thing. No, you got 20 bucks for swearing at somebody. No, you got 20 bucks for swearing at somebody. Yeah, because yeah. they had to, <laughs> had to verify who I was, who I was, because some people do that, I guess. Like, they'll ha- hire a buddy to, hey, you want to do my shift, and then I'll pay you whatever. And, uh, and so... So yeah, that was that was interesting. Where was I going with that? Triggers. Oh, uh, Kyle Reynolds. So, so I still I still have that to bring it back. I still have shit in me that that I I wish I could <laughs> I, I wish I could change about myself. Like I don't want to be the guy that swears all the time. Sometimes I really my kids and I when my kids were little we had a swear jar and I just would fill that thing up with money. And eventually I just gave up on it and said, Do you guys want to go get pizza or what? We're not doing the share the swear jar anymore. You want to go get some fuck pizza. it, let's go get yeah. Yeah. Fuck it, let's go get pizza. Exactly. <laughs> fuck it, let's get ice cream. You know? So they're like, all right, yeah. So he said, uh, not having it's having pity on people and having pity that that is not uh, that is not the heart of, of Jesus so to speak it's not the heart of of trying to really see light in that person and see change in that person and see the change that they want to see in themselves and, and that really had me thinking about my own life and how I judge myself and so it was a good way to be triggered, and it's it, it was, and God bless people that go out to meth camps and go underneath overpasses and do that kind of work because it's trickery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Do we land the plane on that? Is that good? Uh, yeah, it works. Um, yeah. It works. It's Crash landing. Crash landing. Boom. Right. <laughs> uh, hey, subscribe to Punk Theology and check Ooh, out yeah, punktheology.com. Punk Theology Pub, if you want to go on there and rant about this episode and tell us how we're all... Triggering the fuck out of you. <laughs> we promise to crash a plane every week. That's right. Amen. I'll let you <laughs> Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. Don't forget to subscribe, like to join us in having more ears hear this punk sound. Please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio or wherever you may hear this fucking podcast. Punk Theology is the property of Digital Audio Project who is responsible for its content. Don't chicken out!